0: What a casual way to say that they found the guy who almost killed her and killed her baby. Hey, Anna, we got your guy. That guy that almost killed you. That, that like that's so weird to me, but <laughs> I'm not mentally prepared for this because normally I watch the episode like an hour before we record, but this week I watched it on Monday because I just couldn't wait. I wanted to see the episode so bad, but now I'm feeling very off-kilter, you know? Is that a word? Probably. I said it. All right, let's let's start, let's ease into this with. some dumb shit that our mom said. Now, I told her that I was going to put this on the podcast, and she said, no, you can't because it's not a text. I said it over the phone, and I said, you don't have to make the rules, mom. So basically, we're talking about traveling, and she starts going on and on about how she's going to go to Italy. And, you know, you can't not, like, she doesn't have actual plans to go to Italy. She just, like, really wants to go to Italy. She's like... And, you know, you can't go to Italy without going to Rome. Like, you have to go to Rome. And then she was like, now here's a question. Say I go to Rome, and then I want to go to the Amalfi Coast. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I don't care. She's like, can you use your GPS to do that? And would it be in English? Like, Mom, first of all, I assume your GPS works. I think. I've never traveled internationally. Why would I know the answer to this? She's always asking me questions like as if I'm Google. I'm like, just Google it. I don't know the answer. But secondly, what do you think that you're like going to go to Italy and then your phone's just going to be like, ah, we speak Italian now. (laughs) You
1: know, I was was in this conversation, barely.
0: Yeah, Zane, Zane hopped in for like just the part where I was making fun of mom. So this was a story more for the listeners than for Zane. No one likes Zane anyway.
1: What I was going to say during the conversation, but mom just got offended that we were going to make fun of her on the podcast, was it will probably tell you the street names in Italian, but probably because they're in Italian.
0: Yeah, and she would be mad about that. She'd be like, well, what the fuck are you saying? And be like, mom, you're in Italy. Like,
1: As if they would translate the Italian words to English. And then she's fucking walking around looking for English street signs. She's going to be mad at us now. Yeah. But this goes back to what I have been saying for a decade now. Mom on The Amazing Race would be the funniest episode because she wouldn't make it past the first episode, but it would be hilarious.
0: I would not watch that. There's not... My anxiety could not handle it. Like, mom in, like, a minor stressful situation is already, like, about to break someone's neck. Like, imagine actually putting her in a stressful situation, like international travel that is a race and there are challenges... Oh, my God. Absolutely not.
1: When we were big Survivor fans, I'm still the only Survivor fan in the family, unfortunately. Dad watches, but mainly because I make them. But when we were big Survivor fans, we'd always be like, oh, loved one challenge, which for those of you who don't know, it's a challenge where they bring the contestants' loved ones. And sometimes they participate, sometimes they don't. But usually the reward is more time with your loved one. You always throw that challenge because you get to pick other people. So you don't want to be the person that pisses off four people for not picking to spend time with their loved one. So I would always say mom would be the perfect person to bring out there because all challenges involve throwing and mom can't throw more than three feet. And she has no accuracy.
0: (laughs) That In this little scenario of yours, you think, oh, I got to bring mom on because otherwise I'll win. As if you (laughs) think that you can win a challenge.
1: Uh, excuse me, lady, when I played Survivor at Ohio State, Season 7, Survivor Time and Change, Affirm Thy Friendship, not only did I only win one challenge. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was bad. Yeah, but I did okay. find the idol.
0: A lot of buildup for just confirming what I already thought. Shut
1: the fuck up. At least I wouldn't be voted out day one for being like the world's biggest bitch.
0: I would fly under the radar because I'm so socially awkward that I wouldn't talk to anybody. So I wouldn't be a bitch yet. I wouldn't be a bitch until about midway through once I've gotten comfortable with everybody. And then I start being a bitch and they'd be like, we got to get rid of this girl. She's so grumpy all the time. Do you get hangry? Yeah, I get hangry. You'd be a bitch by
1: the end of the day.
0: (laughs) Well, I would hide it, I think. I think I'd hide it.
1: Also, at the first challenge, Jeff would be like, other tribe, you have to sit someone out. Lauren is still back at camp sleeping.
0: (laughs) I would sleep through the challenges, for sure.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Lauren Gets Lost. I'm Zane. I'm Lauren. And today we're covering Season 2, Episode 8, Collision.
0: Which does not have a car accident in it.
1: Oh, it's the two camps coming together.
0: Yeah, I got that. Now, I predicted a car accident. (laughs)
1: You were, I will say, you were pretty close and not really. The only thing you got right was she lost the baby and like that gave her some PTSD, but you were pretty close.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a major thing, I think, to get right. Like, okay, I'm a genius, but yeah, no car accident.
1: Yeah. I I
0: get it. Like the two camps coming together, but bam.
1: But I will say not even in this episode, but like pretty much any conversation with Anna. Somehow gets steered towards kids. And then in this episode, there's a lot of it. So, by the time the reveal happens, it's not like a huge twist, but it's such a powerful moment. And we'll talk about it more. But, like, I love this episode purely because of that moment. Also, Anna and Saeed's chemistry is amazing. And... I'm starting to think you're on to something. I do not ship it, but I do think I would love more scenes of with them together. If this were my first time watching it, I would be in that camp.
0: Okay, well, first of all, now you have just basically told me that, that it's not going to happen. So thanks a lot for that.
1: I don't think that's a surprise, Lauren. Do no, you I think honestly a scenario where they could get together after she killed Shannon?
0: Yeah, absolutely. They, It would be so... Toxic. Like, it would be toxic, but come on, you know.
1: Theoretically, the amount of time it would take to mourn the loss of Shannon, forgive Ana Lucia, get to a friendship level, and then get to a romantic level, would be more than six seasons of a show that really only is about two months per season.
0: No, absolutely not. You clearly don't read enough Enemies to Lovers like I do. It's called hate banging. They're both so deep in their grief, they just bang.
1: Are you censoring yourself there? Because I've heard of that term, but it doesn't normally use banging. Yeah, I,
0: I don't like to say that word um, when our parents listen
1: in that really? context.
0: Like, I'll drop F bombs all day, but F bombs with the meaning of what this is, I'm not going to that's kind of gross. Hate fucking. Uh, <laughs> that was, stop! That's gross. Uh,
1: all right, synopsis.
0: Uh, yeah, I have a synopsis. It is in my notes. It says synopsis colon.
1: That's, That's it. all it says. That's
0: all it says. So I'm just gonna wing it. Basically, as the title suggests, this is the two. Camps coming together in the most chaotic episode. And Ana Lucia is just off her rocker fully.
1: Which is funny because she looks like she's sitting in a rocking chair for most of this episode.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, this episode was chaos and it was really, really frustrating. And I don't really have a good synopsis, like that's it. But here's what I have to say. Going into this episode, I was, like, so, so, so excited. That's why I watched it on Monday, because I was like, I need the reunion. I need it so bad. What I ended up getting instead was the most frustrating episode I've ever watched of TV in my life. That's not true. But I was was pissed. I was, like, fuming angry. So let's get into it.
1: Well, quick bits real quick.
0: Oh yeah, okay. let's do that boring shit and then let's get
1: into it. Actually, this one has my favorite quick bit of all time purely because of the way it was written when I found it. Okay. First off, the episode was directed by Steven Williams. No surprise there. He's done some really good episodes and in my opinion, this was a really good episode. Number two, this is Maggie Grace's final appearance or finally final regular appearance. We will see her again in some flashbacks. She's billed as a special guest star, but does not have a speaking line, which is the first time this has occurred on Lost. Hmm. L. Scott Caldwell and Sam Anderson purposely did not meet until they filmed the reunion scene. I don't know opener. who the fuck
0: those... Be- okay, use their real names. I've
1: said their names before.
0: No one cares.
1: This is the first episode to feature flashbacks outside of the original main 14 characters. And lastly... This episode was originally promoted as a Charlie-centric episode, and it was originally titled Old Habits, in hopes of hiding Shannon's death. Production hoped that viewers would believe the episode would focus on Charlie's drug use. However, the original title would play into Ana Lucia's habit of shooting people.
0: (laughs) What the hell? So, I'm so confused. They were trying to make it seem as if Shannon lived?
1: Yeah, so, like, production notes, when you release the TV synopsis, you have to, like, put something. So, if it was released, like, a collision, awkwardness, whatever, they basically just lied, said, oh, it's called Old Habits, it's a Charlie episode, just so viewers wouldn't know that Shannon dies.
0: Okay, okay.
1: I just love that they're like, yeah, Anna has a really bad habit of shooting people.
0: I mean, does does twice a habit make? Yes. I don't think so.
1: What's the what's the once is luck, twice is a pattern, three times is a habit, or something like that.
0: There we go. She shoots someone a third time.
1: She's now, a cop. I'm she's, sure she shot someone.
0: I don't know, but she definitely has a habit of threatening to shoot people. She's pointing that gun all over the place for sure.
1: Speaking of her pointing a gun, the first scene of the episode is a flashback of her at a shooting range and then later a therapy session. She tells her therapist how her neighbor with the screaming baby finally moved away, but now she thinks it's too quiet at home. He asks about Danny, her boyfriend, and Anna says that he left, and she says that she thinks she's better off alone. He asks about what it was like being at the firing range and holding a gun again. And then says that she made a lot of progress in the four months that, Four months that they've seen each other. Anna then asks if she said when she can return to work. The therapist says that the final say is with him and asks if Anna thinks that she is ready. Anna asks what he thinks and he gives her her badge and we learn that she is a cop. Were you surprised at all by this?
0: Not even a little bit, but I am kind of going to nitpick. Why are you emphasizing she as if it's surprising that a woman would be in position of authority?
1: More just like it's her mother.
0: Okay, but she does not insinuate mother at all. All that is saying is, okay, it, It's like it didn't even stand out to me at all because I'm not sexist.
1: She did emphasize the she in the scene, and also it's the pronoun game. It's classic, like... Who? Because they said okay. Danny. They have no problem dropping Danny's name.
0: Okay, I'll give you that. I think I might have jumped the gun a little bit. Yeah. Shut up.
1: In this scene with the... Did she say when I can go back? Do you think you are ready to go back? What do you think? There In this episode, there's a lot of answering a question with a question. And it was really annoying.
0: <laughs> I mean... I guess... I didn't really...
1: It happens again later with Anna and Saeed when it's like... Yeah,
0: but you know, to me, that was just two people who are like... have like interrogated people before. That's just two interrogators interrogating each yeah. other. And if you think about it, a therapist is kind of like an interrogator. Leading... Like, not leading questions, but kind of leading questions, or what's the word? Um, it's called Guiding. motivational interviewing. So... Yeah, I mean, I didn't see it as frustrating, but I get what you're saying.
1: It's really frustrating when you're taking notes on the conversation. And it's just like a lot of she asked, he asked.
0: I mean, sure, but also you don't have to say all the details of the conversation.
1: Every time I don't, you forget something. And especially since you haven't watched the episode in five days.
0: Ugh, whatever, whatever.
1: On the island, Saeed gently puts Shannon's body down and pulls his gun, in at Anna. Michael tells them not to do anything, but Echo tackles Saeed to the ground. The two fight. It seems evenly matched, but as they struggle for the gun, Saeed gets the upper hand until Anna knocks him out and gets the gun, aiming it at everyone, telling no one to move. This was a battle of the hotties.
0: You know, you're right, it was, but I couldn't see it like that because I just was immediately enraged. Just all of it was just, I was just so mad immediately. What,
1: what were you mad about?
0: Just... It's just like, stop it guys, stop it. (laughs) Just stop. Like, this is just one of those things where it's just like, if we could just talk about it. Now, obviously someone just got shot and we're not just gonna talk about it, but it's just like, am I happy with Ana Lucia shooting Shannon? No, she didn't do it on purpose. She thought they were about to be attacked by the others.
1: But how do you know Saeed isn't under that same impression? He doesn't know about the tailies. This is just a strange woman that just shot his girlfriend.
0: No, I understand that. That's like, that's the whole point of what I'm saying. It's like every other, every single person has their own version of what's going on in their head. And so they're all just going to beat the shit out of each other. But it's just like, just have a conversation. And that's what actually makes me even more mad later on. And we'll get to it. Like, I I get it. Honestly, I get it. But I just was like, no, no. Well, because I was afraid that something was gonna happen, like that somebody was actually gonna get hurt or killed or something. So I'm like Stop. another person? <laughs> like, like what if like Echo wasn't as major of a character as I thought he is, and he just gets like killed in the middle of this, like an eye for an eye, you know, like they both lose someone.
1: I feel like Sayyid would be like, I'm gonna shoot your blonde girl. Bang.
0: I mean, that's not what he would do at all.
1: Anna asks Echo if Saeed has anything else on him, and Echo is confused. Michael tells her to calm down and stop waving the gun around, but she tells him to stop and then fires a warning shot. She tells all of them to back off, and Michael asks if she is crazy. Anna tells Echo to tie Saeed up, but he refuses, and then Anna aims the gun at Libby and tells her to do it. At first, she doesn't even look at Libby when she says this, and then when she does, it's like she's looking through her. Yeah. And she's just, like, so detached at this point. Really good job by Michelle Rodriguez.
0: Yeah, really, really good job because I I hated her. And that's, like, I've, I've said it before. When an actor can make me seethe with rage, yeah, they did a pretty good job. Like, it's a TV show, but I am so mad. I am so mad.
1: She tells Libby to use the vines from the stretcher, and when Michael protests... She tells him to shut up again. Libby says that Sawyer needs a doctor and Anna says that she knows what she is doing. I don't think anybody agreed.
0: (laughs) No. Honestly, I feel like I'm just going to say this now. This show does a lot of like really exaggerated characters, in my opinion. Like, her past is traumatic. Absolutely. But I don't feel like it connects to this. Like, I feel like it doesn't warrant this type of reaction. She almost is acting like the way that someone would act in like a hostage situation where they're losing control of their hostages. But like, she's a police officer. She's supposed to be like trained in this type of stuff. And she is just crazy. Like she's all over the place. And the traumatic experience that she had. I just feel like it doesn't connect. Like she got shot and it and it was horrible, but I just, I don't really, I don't get it.
1: I, I, get I it. feel it does connect because it was the exact opposite of what happened with Jason where she says, I let him do it because I believed him. She assumed he was innocent and then got shot. She assumed Shannon was an attacker and killed an innocent woman. And then I couple ge- that with everything else, he just reached a breaking point.
0: I guess that makes sense. Like, I guess I didn't think about her saying that because it, it's kind of like now she's going to the it, the other extreme. She's like, I trusted that one guy, and I, you know, my life was ruined because of it. So now I don't trust anybody, and everybody is guilty until proven innocent in her eyes, basically. So yeah, okay, I will. Admit I was wrong.
1: That's twice today, everyone.
0: Whatever. I just feel like, (laughs) honestly, this this episode just like made me really angry. So I think I'm going to have a lot of hot takes that actually make no sense.
1: That's fine. Episodes like this are great, though, because I have said I like this episode. I get the vibe that you don't like this episode, but it did get a big reaction out of you, which is what you want in a show.
0: Yeah, like, was it a good episode as far as it was well produced and it accomplished what it's trying to accomplish? Yes. Did I enjoy it? No.
1: Not even the reunion?
0: uh, We'll get there.
1: (laughs) In the next flashback, Anna returns to her precinct and goes to visit her captain. She is given her new assignment, which is a desk position. But Anna says that she wants patrol and her captain says that she does not care what she wants. She was in an officer-involved shooting, which is the first we learn of this. Anna asks if this is because she is her captain or her mother. And her mother says both.
0: I just want to say real quick that it took me a really long time to realize that the officer involved shooting, that she was the officer involved. <laughs> I thought, I
1: thought she shot another officer. It it does seem kind of weird to be like yeah. you, an officer of the law, were involved in an officer-involved shooting. Well, no shit.
0: Yeah, like, that's, to me, I'm just, like, I'm, like, why, like, any shooting of an officer or by an officer is an officer-involved shooting, so, like, why even use that language? So, to me, I was, like, oh, my God, she shot another officer.
1: I, I think what they wanted to do was really draw it out, the reveal that she was the one who was shot, because she could have just said, you got shot, Anna.
0: Yeah, I agree. It just was such like, I was just like, oh my God, she shot someone and that would have made more sense to me. I would be like, yeah, that tracks for her.
1: (laughs) Anna says that she needs to be put in a car, but her mother says everyone will know that she pulled strings and then she says if she doesn't want to be treated as her daughter, stop asking for favors. Anna then asks to be transferred. Her mother caves, giving her patrol but saying she's not getting a transfer. Then a detective walks in Asking for Anna, saying it's something important, but Anna's mother tells her that they got her a cake and to look surprised.
0: Okay, honestly, this annoyed me because she's like, if you're not gonna put me in a car, then transfer me. She's like, All right, listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you in a car, but I'm not gonna transfer you. I'm like, Yeah, that's exactly what she wanted. You're like, oh, you really laid down a the while there.
1: She correctly sees that Anna is like. In the beginning process of a spiral. So she's like, I need to keep my eyes on her at all time.
0: Ooh, uh, an officer that's in the beginning process of a spiral. Let's just go ahead and put him back out on the streets.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, that yeah, that's a good point. But what were your overall thoughts on Captain Cortez?
0: I mean, she seemed like a, a hard ass who immediately caves. So
1: I, I not know. much of a hard ass. yeah. Back at the beach, Rose tells Jack it's nice to see him out of the hatch and offers him some fruit. As he compliments her mango, Rose tells him it's not polite to talk with your mouth full, which I just loved. And then a golf ball lands in the water trough. It it seems like they're not boiling that water. Uh, Okay. The drinking water.
0: Yeah, I, I got that. You know what? I feel like they have bigger things to worry about. Like? Like the others. And, like, not dying. Now, could the water kill them? For sure. I don't know. Just...
1: Why, Why are they worried about the others? They don't know the others are attacking them?
0: Okay, but, like, who cares? Stop. Like, I don't even want to talk to you today.
1: Get off your phone.
0: I can't just focus on, like, one thing at a time.
1: Maybe you'd be winning these arguments if you were.
0: I have like, did I tell you about my, about my polyps? What? I have these two swollen polyps in my nostrils, one in each, in each nostril. And they're really bothering me right now. I feel like I can feel them. I need my nasal spray.
1: We find Charlie and Hurley betting with Kate about the distance Kate can hit a golf ball. Charlie again makes a comment that he does not believe Hurley is worth $150 million. And Hurley calls him an idiot. Strong woman Kate hits golf ball far.
0: Can I just say two things? One, I can't hit a golf ball to save my life. I went to Golf and I was terrible. Uh, Two, I think my second point isn't ready yet because I feel like we're not there yet. So go ahead.
1: I, too, am really bad at hitting golf balls. I always, I don't know what the proper term is, I think slice it to the right. Because I swing right handed. I think you hook it if it goes left and you slice it if it goes right.
0: I don't know, but mine doesn't go straight. I'll tell you that right now.
1: Mine always goes right. So when I'm playing Top Golf, I literally will turn and hit it towards the left wall so it goes straight.
0: I tried that. I still was horrible. Like it just, it was awful.
1: I also feel like I don't know how to swing a driver. So I always stick with the nine iron. <laughs> so, because I'm just like, the driver just feels so long, you know? And I can't do it.
0: I, I don't know. I just am terrible.
1: Jack appears and mansplains how golf works and says that he's a doctor. He then says golf is accuracy, not distance, and anyone can hit a golf ball far. She challenges him to a three-hole game for bragging rights, and he accepts.
0: Now, here's my second point. This whole scene with, like, their flirty banter and the... <laughs> hated it. I can't stand it. I, to me, it's actually cringy.
1: I was going to say, how can you not ship them?
0: No, I hate it so much because, like, that is not – I, like, no, I hate it. Honestly, I don't, I don't know.
1: Like, when, when you said that is not, were you going to say how it works? Because I feel like you and flirting are not an expert.
0: <laughs> that's not what I was going to say at all, actually. I was going to say, like, that is not the kind of flirting that I like in media. I was then gonna be like, I was kind of thinking and like I'm like, I'm sure I have flirted like that. Like I specifically remember when Andrew and I like were we're first knowing each other that we were playing darts and I was just like heavily shit talking. But theirs is more like there's more like, oh yeah, well let's play for bragging rights. I'll hit my golf ball and then like it's so stupid. Or it's just like I am just like, you fucking suck suck my clock on murder your family like th- there's no like I'm not cute about it I I think I just don't like them as a couple and so I hate I hated it I I like wanted it to end so soon I needed <laughs> it to
1: be over you're like oh this this cute little banter moment between the two hate it oh when Sawyer got Kate to admit that she murdered someone and that he also admitted he murdered someone loved that
0: yes that was that was good that was good. Chemistry. Mutual murder.
1: We get another flashback. Anna and her partner, Mike, are riding in a patrol car, and he says that he heard about Danny leaving her and asks if she wants him to kick his ass. She asks why are they in a safer neighborhood and then asks if it was her mother's idea.
0: I just had a thought right now. Okay. And I'm pretty sure I thought it when I watched episode two. Danny's a cop too, right?
1: Maybe. Maybe.
0: Definitely. He's definitely, he definitely, they work together.
1: Okay. I will tell you right now, we never see Danny.
0: Ah, oh, damn it. I thought <laughs> that was going to be a bigger thing. Because I was like, if her partner, if like knows, like, I, I don't know. I just feel like, I, I feel like he's a cop too.
1: I mean, but, maybe. I think it's also just like, they all work together.
0: Yeah, I get that. But like, I just feel like there was a familiarity there, but it's fine. Okay. It doesn't matter. I thought that was going to be a bigger deal than it was. I thought I was going to be smart.
1: (laughs) A call comes over dispatch for a domestic disturbance to a different patrol car, but Anna takes it. In this moment, we learn that their squad car number is 8, Adam
0: 16. (laughs) Okay.
1: Officer Mike is played by Michael Cutlets, who is best known, in my opinion, for playing Sergeant Abraham Ford on The Walking Dead and recently started directing.
0: Okay, but I recognize him and I've never watched The Walking Dead, so what else?
1: Uh, the only thing I remember him definitely being on is Prison Break, where he I think played that's it. a guard who mm. was stabbed and murdered.
0: Never mind, that can't be it. What's his name? I'm going to look him up.
1: Michael Cutlets.
0: Michael? He's in a river, runs through it, and I've seen that, but that doesn't feel right. I got nothing. I have no idea why I know this guy.
1: Oh, young Sheldon.
0: I've never watched that (laughs) trash. Are you kidding? Maybe I've just seen, like, clips from The Walking Dead or something, because I've never watched that show, but I've not seen anything else this guy's in.
1: Yeah, I don't see anything that you would know him from. I mean, he's been a guest star in, like, all of the crime shows, but who hasn't? Travis and Shauna are screaming at each other as Travis is leaving. He also is attempting to take a TV. There is a screaming baby, and they try to explain to Officer Mike which one is more abusive. Mike tells them to both shut up as Anna stares at the baby and pulls her gun. She tells Travis to get on the ground and for Shana to go inside with the baby. As Travis begs not to get shot, Officer Mike yells at Anna to holster her weapon. What was your reaction to this moment?
0: I was like, clearly she's not ready to be in the field. And another hint at the baby thing.
1: Back at the island, Anna rocks back and forth as Libby tells her to let them go. Anna says no, because Saeed will come after her. And Libby says that she doesn't know that. But Anna says that she killed someone he loves. I don't know why they're trying to paint Anna as the unreasonable one in this specific moment. Because Saeed would definitely come after her. The whole, you don't know that, he literally came after her.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I think what's insinuated is it's like, you don't know that that's how he would react if you just talk to him. Like, he's tied up. Like, they should just talk. I think that's kind of what's, like, insinuated here. And, yeah.
1: Michael brings Saeed water, telling Anna to shoot him if she dares. Said drinks the water and then asks who she is. Michael tells them about the Tailies and how they were bringing them back. Then Said asks where Walt is, and Michael tells him how the others took them the night they left. Said's face is just full of anguish as he realizes that Shannon was right, and Michael tells him that they're going to get out of this. What was your reaction to that moment with Said? Because I know you're a big fan of Said.
0: First of all, I had a reaction to Michael being like, I'm going to bring you some water. What are you going to do? Shoot me. I loved that because that's what I was thinking the whole time. Like what, like really think this through. Like that's your solution. I shot someone, they're going to be mad at me. So now I'm just going to threaten to shoot everyone else. Can you see the door? That's Loki trying to break in right now. Anyway. So I was glad that Michael just called her bluff because obviously she's not just going to shoot someone else. Like that's not going to happen. And then, yeah, the anguish on Saeed's face, like, Ooh, that was rough because I think it was like one, it was like Shannon was right and he doubted her and, and now she's dead. But it was also like going all the way back to like, they're coming for the boy. And I still think that Saeed like thought that. And he was like, Damn it. That that's exactly what happened.
1: Michael in this episode, I've been apparently bashing on him lately, but this episode I was like, Michael might be a contender for hottie of the week for me because I loved the scene with Saeed. And then just later how he kind of like handles everything. I was like competent. Oh, like this is not something you see out of Michael. He was in like a level headspace the entire time. And like, I was like, okay, Michael, you look pretty good. Yeah, this was a good episode for Michael. Mm -hmm. Kate and Jack start their golf match playing from the same tee because Kate is a strong woman. Kate hits a great shot onto the green and Jack sends it sailing into the jungle. Stubborn Jack is stubborn and finds his ball, refusing to take a drop. Kate stands in his path, stunned when she sees Echo come out of the jungle, carrying Sawyer and asking for the doctor.
0: I was wondering if, like, they even realized that he was carrying Sawyer. Because in their head, like, Sawyer is not even on the island. So, like, I was wondering if, if it took them a while to even be like, oh, that's Sawyer.
1: yeah. That I really wish we would have seen that moment play out a little bit more because it does just cut to the hatch. But like, the what the fuck? Like, who the fuck are you? Why the fuck is he here? Where are you coming from? Why is he shot?
0: Yeah, but I think that just like it adds to the chaos of this episode that we're just getting these like short little like. What? What?
1: What? Yeah, I love like Locke's reaction or Locke's perspective here in this next scene when they come running in and they throw Sawyer in the bathroom. Locke's just like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. (laughs) Which, yeah, basically they run into the the hatch, they throw Sawyer in the shower to cool him off. Kate asks what she can do. And Jack gives very simple, very helpful instructions. But again, she just stares at Sawyer and does not move until Jack snaps her out of it.
0: Every time this is what she does. Every single time.
1: Next time someone's in a life or death scenario and Kate's like, what can I do? If I'm Jack, I'm like, I want you to go as far away from here as possible.
0: I was like, get son." Yeah. But even that she would hesitate on.
1: Yeah. Locke asks what happened as the alarm for the button starts going off and Jack just tells him to go push it. Then we find Echo staring at the Dharma logo and Locke greets him. Bernard tells Anna that the camp is close and all he wants to do is see his wife. Then Anna asks him how long that she kept him alive out here, and he does not answer. She asks for them to cut her some slack. Libby tells her she just wants to know the plan. And Saeed tells them she has no plan, only guilt and a gun, which is a great line.
0: Very good line.
1: Anna tells Michael that she wants half the ammo, medicine, and a pack full of supplies, really emphasizing that she wants some socks, which was just very relatable.
0: Yeah, I mean, you need socks.
1: <laughs> she tells Michael to bring all this stuff, and she will let Said go. Michael reviews this at first, but Jin tells him that he will stay with Said. Michael then tells both of them that he will be back, and Libby tells Anna that she cannot live out there on her own, and Anna says she is already alone at any point in this episode before, like the part where they really drive it home. Did you feel for Anna at all? Or was it just anger?
0: No, I never, I never felt for her.
1: All right. This is a audio podcast, but I'm using a visual bit. Sorry, listeners. Mom sent me this picture last night of Michelle Rodriguez in some movie that was playing on sci-fi that Larry was watching.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All she wrote was bitch. <laughs>
0: what the hell?
1: And that is text from our mother.
0: Oh my God. Oh
1: my Mom God. hates Ana Lucia. And I was just like, I get like she is just at times the worst, but she's so complex.
0: I I really do feel like the thing about Ana Lucia, and and I don't know as much about her as you guys do, but to me, it's like when a character starts off this bad, it's like, to me, I just see it as like a lot of room for growth. But I kind of am getting the vibe from you guys that we're not getting the growth, that she's just going to be a bitch the whole time. So I'm curious. Don't tell me because I just want to see where it goes. Like, I feel like she has likable qualities, It's just, are we going to see them?
1: (laughs) In the next flashback, Officer Mike breaks the silent treatment and Anna tells him that she ordered Travis to stop twice, but he did not listen. This is the quote of the episode for me. (laughs) What? Mike asks, every time you run into a yo-yo with a TV, are you going to draw down? (laughs)
0: Okay, that's pretty good, but there's like an obvious quote of the episode that comes later.
1: Uh, it made me laugh so hard. I mean, it's it's good. It's good. Michael Cutlitz on The Walking Dead just has lines like that all the time. And I personally think he's just putting them in. Like he was trying to ask someone if he meant to get his wife pregnant. He was like, when you were pouring the bisquick. Were you trying to make pancakes? <laughs> <laughs> a detective tells Anna that they caught her guy.
0: As you learn very quickly what this guy did, what a casual way to say that they found the guy who almost killed her and killed her baby. Not that I—I'm assuming people didn't know she was pregnant, maybe. But like, what a ca- hey, Anna, we got your guy.
1: I thought to they met Danny at first. <laughs>
0: To me, that's like, oh, we caught that perp who, like, held up that liquor store that you've been looking for. Like, that's how casual it is. Not like that guy that almost killed you. That, that, like, that's so weird to me. But continue. Yeah.
1: We meet Jason McCormick after he was assaulting an elderly woman. His prints match the crime scene and he confessed all they need is an ID. But Anna says it's not him. So her mom clears the room. Except for there was one guy who was just like sitting behind them the entire time. Anna's mom asks why she's doing this. And Anna says, again, it's just not him. We learned that she was shot four times with hollow point rounds that went through her vest. She asks if Anna wants to put him back on the street. But she sticks to her guns and says it's not him. Did you think there was a reason for this or did you see where this was going? I pretty
0: much saw where it was going,
1: yeah. Back on the island, Anna walks over and looks at Shannon's body. And for some reason, this made me really angry. Why? I don't know. Part of me was like, my my initial reaction was just like, get away from her.
0: See, my whole thing that like, one of the many things that's been making me angry this whole episode was like, why has she not apologized? Like, just admit fault and just tell Saeed, I am Sorry have some compassion, be human. So when she went over to Shannon's body, to me, that was the first little, like, like, hint that she's sorry. Like, I know she's sorry, but, like, I thought she might even say it to Shannon's dead body. I don't know. But honestly, the whole time, I was just so fucking pissed that she wouldn't just go to Saeed and be like, I'm sorry. She's just too, like, she's stubborn and she's, like, She cannot show any vulnerability.
1: Back at the hatch, Echo looks at the gun vault and Locke asks him what happened. Echo tells him about Shannon and Saeed and Locke asks about the rest of them. Echo says they cannot come back. Locke asks if Echo will take him to them. And then he looks at the guns and says no. I like what they were doing with Echo in this episode. It felt it was very... It wasn't really subtle because, like, looking at the guns, it was like, okay, he's, like, afraid that this is going to turn into a whole thing. But it was not in your face. Somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Sawyer goes into sepsis, and Jack cannot get him to swallow his pills. So Kate takes the pills and whispers in his ear that she that he needs to take them. It's a very awkward moment for Jack, but Sawyer does eventually swallow the pills, and Jack says they did not teach him the whisper-in-the-ear method in med school. And then he walks away, leaving her holding Sawyer. As a sate shipper, what was your reaction?
0: Uh, Mostly just, ooh, that's awkward. But I was like, "Mm, there you go, Jack. That's the real connection.
1: Despite the fact that you don't like it, you have picked up on, since Sawyer sailed to sea, there has been a lot more flirting going on between Jack and Kate. It really felt like they were picking up momentum that was just swiftly halted halfway through season one. And now Sawyer's back. Yeah. It's going to be awkward.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Anna comes back and finds Bernard packing up and leaving. He tells her that he does not want to be a part of this. And he says he knows everything that she has done for them and he would not be alive without her. But he is leaving. Libby also is leaving, saying that she does not think Anna is the best judge of character. She refers to Nathan in the pit but Anna lets them go. She tells Jin to go as well. Said gives him the nod and the three of them leave, leaving only Anna and Said. And something I haven't touched on is that Anna has just been playing with the gun like the entire episode.
0: Yeah. I don't like that. It stresses me out.
1: Michael runs to the beach camp and finds son's garden. He immediately, while struggling for his breath, tells her that Jin is okay, but they need to find Jack. And I, really appreciated Michael like out the gate being like Jin's fine. Cause like he's probably looking at it from his perspective. If Jin were to show up or whatever, he'd be like, where's wall. Mm-hmm. I also really appreciate. And I, again, I know it's always front of mind, but I really appreciate that. He was like, I got to just put the Walt thing in the back pocket for now because a lot of shit's going down and I'm, that will not be productive which I must've been really hard for him to like be back to have guns and to not immediately turn around and go after the others, especially since he knows they're not that far away. They just took Cindy. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate that from Michael, this episode MVP.
0: Mm, That's very generous of you.
1: Jack asks Echo where everyone is. And Locke tells him that none of this was Echo's fault. Jack snaps at him saying that Shannon is dead. I didn't realize they were that close. Jack then tells Echo that he's going to take him to everyone, and Locke again says Echo brought Sawyer back, but Jack points out that he is almost dead. Echo sits there saying that anything he says will just make Jack angry, so he's not going to say anything.
0: I loved that. I love the way that Echo handled Jack. Because he, he knew immediately, he's like, oh, I can read this guy, he's a fucking hothead, and he's just gonna, you know... Run off, whatever. I can't speak, but I, I really liked that moment.
1: Somehow, some knows where the hatch is, and she brought Michael to it. Michael tells Jack about everything, and they start getting the guns. Locke tells Jack that they should think about this, and Jack tells him that they killed Shannon and they are holding Said at gunpoint. The issue will not resolve itself. He gives Michael a gun, but Echo yells at them to stop. He asks what Jack wants. Peace, revenge, justice, but you're going out there with all these guns? Jack says that he wants all his people back safely, and then Echo tells him that Anna Lucia made a mistake. Jack is shocked by this name and asks him to repeat. And when Echo says the same thing, he then says, I will take you, unarmed, and only you. And Jack agrees. Why do you think hearing Anna's name is what got through to Jack?
0: I think because the whole time... This has just been a faceless, nameless threat. But as soon as he connects it to this person that he met before this island and had a little flirty banner, and I don't think it's about the flirty banner. It's just that, like, it just clicked in that moment. It humanized her. He's like, I knew her very, very briefly, and she was not the type of person that I think is going to go on a shooting rampage. It just... Kind of put it all in perspective. for me.
1: Couldn't have said it better myself. Mm. That's exactly what I was hoping you would say. Anna asks Saeed where he is from and if he has kids. Saeed asks why she wants to know, and she says that she's curious. He says he does not have kids and asks her the same question. Again, she does not have kids. Saeed asks if she is going to kill him, and she asks if she should. This is the just question, question, question. Saeed tells her the story of when he tortured Sawyer, and of the others that he tortured, and how he can still hear their voices. He says maybe she should kill him, and maybe this is what she was meant to do. Anna tells him that she was a cop, and the story of when Jason shot her. She said that she was only there for a minute, and she told him to put his hands up, but he said it was a mistake, that he was a student. And when he reached her ID, he pulled a gun and shot her through her vest because she believed him and she, quote, let him. She says she thought she was dead before she hit the ground, and she feels dead. Saeed asks what happened to him. We get a quick flashback of Anna at a bar watching Jason, and when he leaves, she follows him outside to the parking lot. She calls him by his name, which feels very personal. And he asks if he knows her. Anna pulls her gun and tells him that she was pregnant. Then she shoots him three times and walks over to his body and shoots him three more times for good measure. What was your reaction to the reveal?
0: Um, I wasn't that surprised at all.
1: It really isn't like that shocking at all. But I loved the delivery of it because there was like a little shaking in her voice. And it was just like, oh, yeah, if we're we're finally going to acknowledge it. Because it feels like it was just danced around for a while.
0: I thought that, okay, so she shoots him. One, two, three. And then she walks up to him. But he had shot her four times. So I thought she was going to shoot him one more time to be like, you know, four and four. But it wasn't. So I was kind of disappointed by that.
1: I thought they would do four because it's a number. But then I was like, if anything... She might shoot him five times just to, like, one-up him. Well, so no, would... she,
0: she cleared the clip. Yeah. So, like, it, it makes sense, but, like, I just thought it would be like, oh, you shot me four times, I'll shoot you four times, but, you know, whatever.
1: That line just cuts so deep for me, I don't know why. We come back from the flashback, and Saeed again asks what happened, and Ana lies, saying that they never found him. She takes the machete and cuts the vines, freeing him. She then drops the weapons at his feet and tells him that she deserves it. He grabs the gun, gets in her face, and he asks, what good would it be to kill her if they're both already dead?
0: That literally just, wow. Wow. That line, like my body had a reaction. I That's like the best line of the whole show so far, in my really? opinion. Yeah, I mean, I had like a visceral reaction to that line. Like, my eyes immediately started stinging with tears. I was like, oh, my God.
1: You know what I'm going to say? What? They're not dead the whole time. Don't take this literally, people. (laughs) And now the moment you've all been waiting for. Well, not really. Because Saeed walks over to Shannon's body and hugs her.
0: (laughs) That's not the moment I was waiting for.
1: Kate watches over a shivering Sawyer and tells him that he will be okay. This is the moment you have all been waiting for. Michael walks up the beach and Vincent sprints to him and Michael starts to love on him.
0: I forgot about that being a reunion and I started tearing up. Tearing, tearing. No, no, no tears falling, but
1: continue. Charlie plays his guitar as Bernard, Libby and... Well, that doesn't make any sense. As Jin returns, accompanied with Bernard and Libby. Charlie runs over and hugs Jin, as do the others. If you watch this scene, and there's a couple other reunion scenes that happened over the series, but it's always fun because it's like two or three main characters come out, and then all of the extras just run up and they say hi. But then the extras are, or, or Jin is looking for Sun, and Bernard's looking for Rose. So what all the extras do, they just start hugging each other as if they haven't just been on the same beach for the last forty eight days. <laughs>
0: This was really frustrating to me because I was like, okay, I, I totally get it. And I don't want to shit on Charlie, but like you see Jin, and you're going to run up and like, I'll just be like, where is sun? We must <laughs> get sun for Jin.' Like that's all I could think of. And honestly, okay, continue because I, I have something to say.
1: Well, before we go any further, I do want to, I do think it's funny that the, the extras are all like, We're so happy to see you. It's like such a joyous occasion that they're hugging each other. The raft failed, people.
0: I know. That is such a weird moment to me because I was like, seeing him should not be like, yay. It should be like, what? Why are you here?
1: The only thing I can think of is like, Michael was already on the beach. So maybe at at this point, it's just common knowledge, but still, they worked through that really quickly.
0: Those background people don't know shit. That, like, I I just think this is just, like, we wanted the happiness of a reunion, so we just skipped over the part that that that's actually really confusing.
1: It's like, oh, where's Sawyer? He might be dead. It's unclear.
0: I'd like to think that maybe Shannon, not Shannon, Claire, was just, like, gossiping this whole time. Like, actually, I found the bottle. And those RAF people, they're dead. They, They failed. We are screwed. And, like, that's why everybody was like, oh, they're not dead.
1: Someone gives her, like, parenting advice. It's like, well, you know, in the real world... We'll, well, we're never getting to the real world, thank you! Exactly. Bernard searches the crowd for Rose, and they lock eyes on each other, and they share a hug and a kiss. And all I could think of in this moment is, aw, Rose has veneers. Veneers? They're oh, just, she- they're too white.
0: <laughs> okay, continue.
1: Jin searches for Sun who looks over at the commotion and sees him. And she does like a double take and she's doing laundry, which is so bizarre because- Thank
0: you. She knows that they're back. Why would she just be doing laundry? I I (laughs) honestly was like so upset about this. I was like, if I know that my husband, who I thought was dead, has returned and he is somewhere on this island, I'm just going to be looking for him i could be like, mm, I guess I'll just do my laundry until he decides to come find me.
1: It really surprised me in the moment when Echo was like, I will take you and only you. That wasn't like, I, I want to fucking come.
0: Yeah, I just really weird. Like that is a, a level of self-control that I don't think is actually natural.
1: And she's like one of the last people to notice. Like everybody is down the beach hugging and she's like, what's going on
0: yeah i i don't know i just thought that was so weird i mean it was like a great moment and they were so happy and like i loved it but like and and also i was just thinking somebody has to get that handcuff off of him i know (laughs) please
1: they see each other they run in slow motion big hug the music swells i think it's the same track that plays when the raft sailed away so nice little bookend there and then echo leads jack through the jungle and they find Saeed carrying Shannon, holding her close, and Anna not far behind. Jack and Anna stare at each other, shocked to see each other once again. And that is how the episode ends.
0: So, when Said was carrying Shannon, that is when the tears actually fell from my eyeballs.
1: Really? I thought the Jin Sun moment might get you.
0: No. No. I've been
1: only drooling for that for the last two weeks.
0: And honestly, they did it a little too quick for me. I didn't like that it was silent. Like it was just music only. Like it was nice and I felt happy, but I wanted more.
1: Yeah. It really hurts to see. Saeed carrying her like that. It's been a really easy day for Maggie Grace though.
0: (laughs) Oh darn. I have to be carried around by Naveen Andrews.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, that is the end of the episode. I got a lot of questions here for you. Mm -hmm. One. How do you think Ana Lucia will adjust to camp life? Not well. Not
0: well? (laughs) Not well.
1: I like to imagine that, like, the ladies of the camp were all... like, Because, like, Sun and Claire seem to, like, be really close to Shannon. So I just like to imagine they're just going to be, like, real passive-aggressive towards her.
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah, no one's going to talk to her. It's just going to be one of those things where, like, she's there. And, like, probably Jack will put his foot down and be like... She made a mistake. We're gonna welcome her into the camp, but everybody's just gonna be like, mm, I'm not gonna to talk to her though.
1: What do you think's gonna happen with Libby at the camp what do you what do you want from her or do you Libby? want anything Yeah
0: I think she'll be welcomed and like she'll kind of become a part of camp and like she'll fit in fine. She's nice and friendly.
1: What do you make of Locke defending echo?
0: I feel like they they can just sense that they're both men of faith.
1: We're all those literary buffs out there. Go look at the go to look at the crossword puzzle from earlier.
0: Oh my god, I am so bad at crossword puzzles. What's the literary thing?
1: I don't know. I just know that what the clue was and the answer is is supposed to foreshadow a certain relationship that is going to happen on this show.
0: But oh. I don't know what it is. Interesting. So I won't say I won't look at it because I don't want to. Well, I kind of want to know. Can you tell me what the clue and the answer are?
1: No, because I don't know it off the top of my head. Oh, you're Maybe for flashbacks? Oh! Where do you think Echo's story is going to go now that we're here?
0: I think just learn more about him. and I don't really know. Like, I, don't, I have no idea.
1: Who do you think he's going to be attached to the most going forward?
0: Mm, I could see him and Locke being buddy-buddy. I don't really know.
1: You think he's gonna start pushing the button? Maybe.
0: I don't really see him as a button pusher, in my opinion. Really, like he's out and about.
1: How do you think Jack will react to the revelation of Walt and the other Tailies being taken by the others?
0: I don't really. I feel like he's just gonna be like, "Oh no, we have to protect ourselves." Blah blah blah.
1: Now that they're all on one beach, do you think the others will turn their attention to our survivors again?
0: Yes, I would assume.
1: What do you expect for the love triangle going forward?
0: Ugh. Honestly, I think Jack and Ana Lucia might have a little bit of a thing, but obviously, everybody always talks about Jate and Sate. So, like, I think it's just gonna more of that shit. Like, I, I think it's gonna be amped up a little bit. Like, we're gonna get some more. Like, somebody, somebody gotta kiss somebody. Just, I don't care if Sawyer and Jack kiss. Like, just someone's got to kiss.
1: I didn't think I would have to ask this question. Who is hottie of the week?
0: Oh, hottie of the week is Saeed. Ah,
1: boring.
0: Sorry, I, honestly, this was not a hot episode. The anguish, the anguish, I'm going to go with that. Uh, sorry.
1: Closing thoughts on the episode, Lauren?
0: I'm still riled up, I clearly need to move, I need to move on i honestly i need i like I need this episode to be out of my life
1: well, luckily for you, there's an episode next week.
0: whoa, is that how that works?
1: Did they cancel loss after this?
0: <laughs> yeah, all right, you're gonna ask what's my guess for next week? <laughs> like once again, no, that's not gonna work because. Mm, I was going to just go with my, what I keep guessing over and over again, like, oh, it's Sawyer because Sawyer's about to die. Not that I think he's going to die, but like, I thought, okay, it's going to be about trying to save him. But I actually think maybe it'll be, well, you haven't talked about Kate being on, but I was going to maybe guess Kate because we're going to be like seeing Kate with Sawyer. Um, have we had a Saeed episode recently? I, I don't really know. Tell me, tell me the name and then I'll, I'll give you a guess.
1: I can't. I need a final guess because the name, it's like an Everybody Hates Hugo situation.
0: Okay. You know what? I'm just going to go like totally off of everything I just said. I'm going to go Echo.
1: Okay. Strap in, folks. It was once the desperately needing to know, and now she no longer cares.
0: Oh, it's Kate. Episode
1: title, What Kate Did.
0: Oh, my God. Okay. You know what? I feel like I should be so excited. But at this point, I'm just like, oh, my God. It's been so long. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm ready. What? What, did I, what have I even predicted? What Kate did? Okay. You,
1: you think that she slept with the marshal, for one.
0: Okay. Yeah, but that's not to do with her crime. I think she has slept with the marshal. But I think what I said was that she kills someone because of a domestic violence situation.
1: We'll find out maybe next week when we're also joined by producer Kate.
0: Okay. So, okay. I See, normally normally you give me like a heads up like, oh, Kate's going to be on in a few weeks. And that's when I know a Kate episode is coming. But you haven't said anything. So I didn't realize. I
1: texted you a month and a half ago to confirm which date would be best to film, record this week.
0: Oh, my God. Well, that's a great strategy because I don't think ahead that far. <laughs> As we close out this episode, I just have to say our TikTok has been killing it lately. And I have nothing to do with that, but you know, it's been killing it. A lot of good content, thanks to Zane, I think.
1: Zane and Uh, only Zane.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, go check out our TikTok because it's honestly hilarious. I'm just thinking about... I'm literally thinking about some of the TikToks that are on there. The one about Kate following people into the jungle is like my favorite thing that we've ever made. (laughs) By we, I mean you. But it's hilarious. Go find our TikTok at laurengetslost.pod, our Instagram at laurengetslostpod, and Twitter at laurengetslost. Search us on Facebook, laurengetslostpodcast. You can support our podcast by giving us five stars wherever you're listening, leaving us a review... Send us a DM with your nice thoughts or your mean thoughts. I don't really care. Just give us your thoughts.
1: Or your questions for flashback.
0: Yeah, your questions for flashback or anything you want more information about, even if it's just like you want to know more about us or when we worked at McDonald's. I don't care. Ask whatever you want to ask. If you super, super, super like us, you can donate using the link in the episode description. Tell your friends. Tell your family tell the person who shoots you and join us next week for the reveal of what Kate did with special guest star producer Kate.
1: Thank you for listening to Lauren gets lost. This podcast is hosted by and edited by Zane Kohler with co-host Lauren Kohler produced by Kate Worcester and our music is done by David Kohler. And remember they were not dead the whole time.